The advice and opinions expressed by the host of Autism Live and her guests are meant solely as suggestion and should not be in any way construed as child-specific advice. The Center for Autism and Related Disorders advises working with a board-certified behavior analyst who has experience with autism before starting any intensive behavioral intervention. Any choices you make in determining your child's treatment are completely at your own discretion. Welcome to Autism Live. I'm Shannon Penrod. We're coming to you live from different places around Southern California this morning. Uh, different mornings, it's different places around the world. But this morning, we're all pretty much Southern California based. Uh, but thrilled to be here with you guys. I I love a three-day weekend. I don't know about the rest of you. I love when we get to you know break up the routine and have other things. But then it's always harder, isn't it? It's just this week has just been so hard for me to get back on track after having a three-day weekend. Anybody else? Raise your hand if that is you as well. But thrilled to be, I like the routine. I'm like a lot of our kids that the routine, I work better in the routine, but I do like to change it up a little bit. I get bored easily. Um, I don't know, you know, I'm guilty as charged, but uh, I do like getting back in the routine and I miss you guys when I'm not here. Can I just say that I miss having these conversations? And I do mean that, which is leads me a lovely little segue to the fact that this whole show is meant to be interactive. We love to hear from you. We love to know your questions, your thoughts, your concerns. You got a gripe. I mean, this is a safe space, honestly. Um, feel free to write in. So let's talk about some of the different ways that you can connect with us. We are live right now on YouTube, Facebook, Periscope, and Twitter. And you can write into us on, and we're also live on our homepage. I forgot to say that, autism-live.com. You can write into us on any of those platforms. I will tell you the most convenient when we're live, the most likely that you will get your comment read and, and discussed is if you write in on YouTube or Facebook. It's just the way it's working right now. Um, so if you really want to get a question answered or a comment um, discussed, then I would suggest YouTube or Facebook go on there um, and get your comment in. Early is better. And uh, but if you're if you're not watching us live, you're probably watching us on iTunes, where we are a free download, and you can download either the the full picture and sound, or just sound audio only. We also podcast to Spotify, Deezer, Ghana, uh, iHeartRadio. I'm sure I'm forgetting other things. We got a couple more coming. If and by the way, you can also watch us recorded on uh, YouTube. In fact, all of the shows that we've been doing, we are we are this week, I think, officially cresting 10 years of doing regular live shows. Uh, 10 years, my friends. And um, there's a lot of videos. <laughs> we've covered a lot. We have not covered it all. We still have work to do, but we've covered a lot of different topics. If you want to go back and search topics, you can. You, I would suggest you either do that on our homepage, autism-live.com, or on YouTube. That's where most things are. On YouTube, we generally, we take the whole show and then we'll cut it into little segments so that you don't have to find a whole show and you can search by topic. Um, I, I will tell you that we 
YouTube is not aggregating some of our videos right now, but there they will. We're, we had to do some more paperwork with them and we'll be back with all of that. But 10 years worth of videos, my friends, of things to search. Um, and so sometimes, you know, we have multiple experts explaining something. So sometimes you listen and you, and you go, okay, well, that's Dr. Grampy Shea's explanation. And I sort of get it. So now I want to go over here and I want to hear what this doctor says about it. And now I want to listen to this doctor. And amidst all of that, you'll get your answer in a way that it resonates with you. So please check those out. It's free. And by the way, while we're talking about that, we encourage you, you know, we want to be free in as many places as we can. If we're not someplace where you like to get your podcast, please let us know. And we will apply to have, as long as it's free to the, the viewers, we will apply to try to have our podcast there. Because <clears throat> we do like for, excuse me, we like for as many people as possible to get this information and the hope and the the information and inspiration is what we always say is our mission is. Uh, but I also want to tell you, we don't have a marketing budget. We just don't. And that's not what we do. So we rely on you to tell other people, if you like what you see here, um, if you want to share it with other people, there's lots of different ways that you can help us out with that. You can like us on Facebook. You can follow us. You can um, give us a review on iTunes. You can subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, you can just do a post about us. You could do a watch party right now on Facebook if you wanted to and invite people and say, hey, I think you might like this. You, you know, obviously that you don't have to in order to be here and enjoy this, but that is a way that you can help other people to know and help us to continue to do what we do. But we appreciate you being here because that also helps us. And please write in and chat with us. You know, I've said to you sometimes in the last couple of weeks, man, I need you. Like right in, it helps to ground me when I know you guys are there and you're listening and you're here. And, and I love hearing your stories of how you are doing. We always say that this show is for the, the very large autism community. So that starts with individuals who are on the spectrum. They are the beating heart of that community. And of course that starts with them. So we welcome individuals who have a diagnosis and are here looking for support and help and inspiration, right? But we also include in our community all the people who love those people, right? Um, <clears throat> I'm one of those people. I have a son who was diagnosed at the age of two and a half. And um, through being a part of this community, I now have so many friends who are on the spectrum and who I absolutely adore and love. And like all of you, I believe that those individuals have all the rights to all the things that we all enjoy. And I wanna fight and help and support to make sure that they get them. That means respect, dignity, the right to vote, right? Uh, ooh, yeah, uh, get me all excited. <laughs> uh, play, a safe place to live, uh, a great job, the ability to make a paycheck and to have uh, at least the, the ability to have um, gainful employment, because not necessarily to fully support yourself, that isn't everybody's goal, right? Um, but to have gainful employment, um, see, I'm all emotional already, but um, plus many more things about how about the right to a relationship and to be who you are and love who you love, right? All of those things. I'm very passionate about that. And I know that if you love someone on the spectrum, you are also passionate about that. We can disagree about absolutely everything else uh, or some of it. Um, but we have that at least in common. Okay, 
So I like to remind you at the start of the show, we have lots of experts on the show. I'm not one of them. I already told you my credential. I'm a parent and I care. And I used to be a school teacher. So that, that helps a little bit. Uh, and I used to teach college too. That helps a little bit. So, and I have a sense of humor. These are my credentials. Uh, and I want to bring all of that to you and share that with you and have you share all the things that you bring to the table. Uh, anyway, we uh, like to start Thursdays with something we fondly refer to as the jargon of the day. This is when we take on one word, one phrase, one acronym. We try to figure out what in the hey, nani, nani, are those experts talking about? What does this have to do with us? How can this save us time, energy, and money, right? Um, and so what we do is we first give you the actual definition, and then often we make fun of it when possible. And then we give you a working definition and try to give you an example of why this should be a part of your day in your life. So um, today's term is functional pretend play. I talk about play a lot on the show because I think that play is one of the safest places to learn. Um, and that when we give someone the, the skills to be able to play, because here's the deal, kiddos on the spectrum, sometimes they don't want to play because to them it's work. And we'll talk more about that in a second. But if, when we give someone the skills to play so that they can get their way to the enjoyment of play, we find that they have less anxiety, they have more flexibility, and they are more willing to try things, which then leads to learning. So, um, and they're not as afraid to fail either, which is part of that flexibility. So uh, today's term is functional pretend play, which there's nothing like taking good old play and whittling it down into some really boring terms, right? <laughs> so helpful. But if your child isn't playing, you know, and you go, I just don't understand why that, or you go, uh, my child isn't in, engaged in creative play or imaginative play, then we need to go and look at the steps and go, well, gee, are they doing functional pretend play first? And then we'll add on to it. So let's take a look at what the actual definition of functional pretend play. Can we make play boring? Using lifelike objects in a purely functional, socially conventional way to imitate or act out common action sequences. Uh, okay, this isn't the worst definition that there is, but man, have we taken play and, and whittled it down to something really academic life-like objects in a purely functional, socially conventional way. I don't know about you, but the first time I saw that, I was like, what is a functionally social, that, that like kind of makes my, mm, you know? I mean, I'm just like, what? what is, I hate the whole idea of socially conventional. Uh, so to imitate or act out common action sequences. Let's take a look at our, our working definition and see if we can't find something that your average person would be like, okay, I get it playing with toys that are lifelike in a lifelike way. So this is that when we use, remember when we used to have toy stores that were giant and huge in warehouses? And now instead we have these mom and pop toy stores that are really cool. But in the warehouse ones, there was always one aisle that was devoted just to functional pretend play. And I never used to understand that aisle. Totally get it now, totally get it now. But it, it's the aisle that has all the play kitchens and it has the play cash registers and it has the play vacuum cleaners, right? And I used to think, you know, this is what's wrong with the world is that they have toy vacuum cleaners. And so uh, men grow up and think that women want vacuum cleaners for a birthday gift. Because let me just tell you, men, we don't. 
there's a big joke in our household in the culture of our household that my husband was going to get me a crock pot for a Christmas present. <laughs> I told him if he ever got me, cause you know, those Instapots, I know some of you are so excited with your Instapot, but to me, it's a crock pot. It just a, does more than a crock pot. I get it. Don't, don't start the hate mail yet, but it is not a gift for the mom in the house. It might be a gift for the house, but it is not an appropriate Christmas gift or birthday gift for me. And my son on the spectrum understood that, but my husband did not. And I told him, you get me one of those crock pots and it's over between us. Uh, I will get you socks for every birthday from now on. And he was like, okay, we're never doing that. Uh, so, but why do we have a functional pretend play aisle? Why is it good for our kiddos? And especially for our kiddos on the autism spectrum, because um, one of the most important skills to have when you are a child is to be able to imitate. Because if you can imitate what someone else is doing, the learning is on, right? If a child can't imitate, then we have to go back and teach imitation. And we have to key them into the people in their lives enough to care about imitating. And sometimes that is a huge task, but we do it through play sometimes. So if you think about it, you know, some of you will write in and say that your kids have food selectivity. Um, and that's a really hard thing to work on. Totally workable, but it's a really hard thing to work on because you find yourself sitting with the food and then there's the smells and the textures and there's the cost of it if they don't eat it. And there's all these emotions that go into it. Sometimes it's better to remove that and go over here and not have it be with the cost and the smell and the, you know, the fear of we're going to throw this food away and play with pretend food. And let's, you know, be in a pretend kitchen and we're going to make a pretend sandwich out of pretend bread and pretend cheese. There's no smell. Nobody's actually going to chew anything. We don't have to worry about textures. We're just going to play. But we make a sandwich and then we, and we put it back down on the plate. And it's, you know, and it's a way that we have of working on the social aspect of eating so that we're not getting behind on that while we're working on the other stuff that's actually happening with the food at the table, right? That's just one example. Um, but, and I still am a little iffy on the vacuum cleaner, but, but for some kids, and I gotta be honest, my kid was one of these kids, he was focused on the vacuum cleaner. I think now in retrospect, looking back on it, um, that for him, he was very into machines, not people. And he wanted to know what the inside of every machine looked like. And so if you think about it, um, here was this machine that came out not often enough, right? But it would come out of like this magic closet. And it was this crazy thing with tubes. And to him, I think he looked, thought it looked like a robot. And it was, did kind of a magic trick because he could see stuff on the ground and it sucked it up, right? So it was fascinating to him. And he was constantly wanting to turn the vacuum cleaner over and if he could find a screwdriver, he was trying to take the screw the screw screwdriver to the vacuum cleaner and take it apart, right? So for him, a play vacuum cleaner probably would have been a good uh, thing so that he could see how we use this is, you know, uh, we go back and forth. I'm still now at this age, at the age of 17, teaching him to go over because uh, he'll, he'll run it, but you know, you can see that it hasn't run all the places, right? Um, so probably would have been a good gift for him as a child. 
anything where a child can imitate something that an adult in their life is doing or another child is doing in their life is a beneficial toy. Uh, sometimes we have to reinforce them for doing it. But, you know, I think for a lot of our kids, even though there's a lot going on, they, there's some level that they get, oh, I'm being like you. I'm doing what you're doing. I actually think video games have helped with this a little bit. I'm a big fan of the Wii U kind of thing and the games where the kids have an avatar. Um, we know that there's a part of the brain that's the, the, the mirror neurons where um, when we're all watching a sport, like a ski jump sport, there's a part of our brain that lights up that is the same part of our brain as if we were doing it. And we know with autism that that part of the brain needs to be a little bit more woken up in our kiddos. So anything where they can be imitating somebody, whether it's an avatar or doing functional pretend play, where they're playing with a toy that's, you know, the little cell phone that's a fake phone, good toy. These toys build into other things. Now, why am I wanting to talk about play today? It's September. This is no time to be talking about play. Um, the truth is, is that I'm working right now. I'm finalizing our toy guide, toy and gift guide for 2020 and having to do it in a different way than we normally do it. Because normally we take a room full of toys and we have a bunch of people go at them and play with them and we watch the kids' reactions, the parents' reactions, the therapists play with them, so on and so forth. I'm not able to do that this year. I'm not able to put everybody in a room together. So I am uh, gonna be looking for toy recommendations for you, which leads us to our question of the day. Are you ready for this? Question of the day, what's your favorite toy? Now this can be a toy that you love or that you loved from your childhood or a toy that your child loves now or that your child loved when they were younger. What's your top toy? And believe me, you can list more than one, but I wanna know like, what are you in love with? What was fabulous? What was super cool? And if you want to, you can tell us why, but I'm desperate to know uh, what everybody's favorite toy is because I'm picking winners. If you wanna say in this, you gotta get in now. A favorite toy is, you know, is a wonderful thing. And it, it doesn't necessarily have to be a specific toy. It could be a class of toys. Like I loved my baby dolls. Uh, I'd had a baby tender love, which was probably my favorite um, doll, but I had many dolls that I absolutely loved. Uh, when I asked my son this the other day, he, you know, he kind of, he doesn't like to be asked questions about what your favorite is because he hates having to pick one thing over another. Um, but you know, he can do it. And, and he kind of hesitated and he was like, ah, I get Legos, <laughs> you know? Uh, and I definitely think that that's a lot of people's favorite toy, but what is yours? And if you want to specify what's yours and what is your child's favorite toy? Uh, okay. We always have a topic of the week. And since it's been a short week and we really haven't been here very much, uh, we're just introducing it today. So our topic this week is living this life it's really hard right now, right? Because this life is, we're waiting for this to end. And I just need to send out a cautionary statement to myself and to all of you that um, this has gone on long enough that we also need to acknowledge that this is, as you know, when we were talking uh, last week with Jay Moore and he was saying, you know, uh, I said it and he said it. He said, yes, this is the thing. Acknowledging that this too is our lives. 
we're all waiting to get back to our lives, but this also is our life. And since it has gone on more than six months, I think we need to move out of the denial of that. I don't know when this, this is going to end. It morphs every once in a while, but it is important to not just be marking time. Um, and I'm saying that as much to you as I am saying it to myself. I've given myself a bunch of projects to kind of busy myself through this time. And that's not a bad thing, but I also, you know, really have been thinking about it this week that we'll never get this time back. We're not, nobody's going to hand us back this time and go, oh, sorry, we interrupted your life for six months. Here's an additional six months. Um, and, and it looks like we're going to be in some version of this for at least another six months. And um, I know that kind of feels like a stranglehold on your neck, but if that's the case, uh, when we get to the, we were talking about this last week, the positive assumptive questions, then how can I be happy today? What can I do that's fun today? How can I enjoy today? How can I enjoy my child today? How can I enjoy my time today that we live this life? And this is a part of our lives right now for the foreseeable future. Um, so I'm seeing a lot of people come to this sort of piece with it and go, okay, so I know that a lot of you put your ABA on hold because you were waiting to come back to something. It's time to come back to now and to figure out what we're doing right now because six months has gone by. Um, and we need to live this life and your kiddos, your teens, your adults on the spectrum, we need to figure out how to help them to live their life in this moment as well. I know it's a big, deep breath. We're going to be here with you. We're going to be figuring it out too, because I don't have the answers, but I know that if we at least start with asking ourselves one positive assumptive question today, how can I be happy today? How can I enjoy today? What can I do to, uh, make myself happy today? Uh, what can I do to make my child happy today? What would be a fun thing for my child? One positive, assumptive question. Um, and, I, and I think that will set us on a path, set us on a path. Okay, but we gotta live this life. The one we've been dealt right here, right now. Uh, okay, so we've got this amazing guest today and I'm really excited. Um, it's his first time um, being on the show with us. We are welcome, welcoming David, uh, David Zimmerman. He is an author, he is an actor, he is a director, a producer. He is a light in the Hollywood community um, because not only is he doing things in the Hollywood community that are wonderful and fabulous, but he is one of those rare individuals that is also uh, shedding a light on the inclusion uh, community and giving opportunities to folks who uh, have had a, a little bit of a tougher path uh, to be in the, in the entertainment community, I believe. Uh, but uh, Traven, are, do we have, is David already with us? I'm looking to see. If he is there, tell him, you know, go ahead and let him in and welcome him. Um, I got great uh, silence. Uh, I guess, is he not with us? Let me check my messages to see if there is an issue. Um, 
he is there. Okay, great, fabulous. So go ahead and have him start his camera and let's welcome David S. Zimmerman to Autism Live. There he is, David. Hello. Hello. <laughs> it's so good to see you. I was just saying nice things about you behind your back, saying what a light you are in the, the Hollywood community um, for various and sundry different reasons. And I mentioned that you are an actor, uh, a director, a producer, a creator. You are um, an amazing person who really is here on Autism Live. We talk a lot about, you know, we have to get outside the autism community and get people who aren't necessarily um, a part of our community to see the light and include all of us. And I think you're the embodiment of that, really. You are somebody who has been working in, in inclusion in Hollywood for how many years has this been part of what you do? I'd say I started almost 25 years ago. Well, you are way ahead of the curve. You are uh, a scholar and a gentleman. And and we should clone you because really, I mean, you're you're what we're all looking for. Somebody who gets it and who is out there doing what you do and you're constantly including people who are marginalized and made to feel that they're different and not included and you're just automatically including them. Without a lot of fanfare, I got to say, too, more people should be talking about what you're doing. So let's make sure we talk about what you're doing. Uh -huh. We have so many things to talk about, but let's talk about Meet the Biz first. Tell our audience what Meet the Biz is and how they can participate. Oh, well, Meet the Biz, you know, I started, quote, Meet the Biz, I'd say in 2008, although I had been teaching with uh, the Media Access Office uh, for God, probably 10 years before that. I first got into, quote, the community. Uh, when I first got to LA, I was waiting tables and um, I had this wonderful friend, Mary Rings, uh, the head of the uh, Born to Act Players. And she said, hey, come, come to my acting class. Finally got in, opened the door, and there was this beautiful family that I was with as an assistant to Mary for, uh, 10 years. And um, uh, then ultimately, I got to create Meet the Biz, which included all actors. Um, I first started teaching actors with disabilities, but I was thinking, hey, we're all in Hollywood. Let's all do this together. So um, that's when I started it. And it's about, it's, it is about inclusion. And what I love, not just including the people and the actors and the performers and the talent that are in it, but it is by going and connecting with, I mean, we were at Inclusion Films, Joey Travolta's Inclusion Films for years, several years, um, and we did classes there. And then we, we moved on and, and we had the, uh, we worked with Actors for Autism, Melissa Wolf, and, and um, we were under their umbrella and we did classes at the Writers Guild and the uh, the uh, Screen Actors Guild and, and the Gay and Lesbian Center, um, Jane Wagner and Lily Tomlin. So we really want to just like, hey, look, look, it's it's all about all of us working together. So that's, that's and of course now we're at Performing Arts Studio West, which is uh, another wonderful family. 
So, and, and for people who've, who've never heard, because you're saying a whole bunch of things that people are like, wait a second, slow down, because I'm sure that they're, they, I might want to be involved in this. Yes, um, yes. And so Meet the Biz, it, tell them, because it's, it's a little bit of a lot of different things. It's a class, uh, but it's also a show. Exactly. You interview people, talk about the whole thing. Well, you know, for, since since we began, they have been classes, at least three hours, if not four or more hours of classes um, uh, per session. We bring in people from the industry, like Lainey Kazan would come in and teach a, a four-week uh, acting workshop. And you get to, it's not just meeting the people. Some people say, I don't want to just meet people. No, no, no. You get to like work with these people you get to connect with these people and a lot of times people you know i mean directors writers we have danny woodburn coming in and teaching improv we have charlene tilton coming in and doing a class in fact she uh, her and her daughter came in cherishly and they did a half acting class half singing class jerry jewel comes in does comedy so um you come in and you learn from this of course we're now in quarantine yeah. Um, so now we, uh, I was asked by John who, John Pace is performing arts studio West. He said, okay, we're going to do online classes. And I was thinking for me to do a class five days a week, looking at the camera and say, okay, put up your hand here. <laughs> but you know, I really <laughs> like to see a couple people and, and say, okay, try that again. Yes. Now you, okay. Now, yeah, yeah. Now, how are you feeling? I like to really be in depth with people. So I thought, well, hey, I've been doing Meet the Biz. Let's continue it as a talk show. And then sometimes bring people on uh, to ask questions. And sometimes we do a little acting or singing or dancing on, on the show as well. But it's really connecting people. And the biz, at first I said, Meet the Biz. You know, I wasn't sure I liked the title, but now I love it. Because Meet the Biz is not necessarily the people who come on to the show. Uh, which it has really turned into that too, which I love because you have a plethora of all different kinds of talents. Um, but it's also like when Lainey came in to teach, for example, uh, she, she said after her first class, she said, can I do this again? I love this. And she was addicted and she met the biz. You know, yes, they met Lainey, who is in the biz, but she met the biz of all these wonderful actors that were um, not untouched. Un I forgot, I can't think of the term. Not, not. Uncultivated? <laughs> well, I mean, some of them were, uh, some have been very cultivated. Um, you could say not, not used enough. And now as time goes on, um, and used is not a good word either. It's more of all working together, all getting out there and becoming- Undiscovered. Undiscovered. Right. There we go, undiscovered. Uh, there we go. Orange yeah. and green. <laughs> we all have it. We all have it. I, well, I mean, I think, I think it's so amazing what you're doing. And I, and I love the fact that it's morphed into something that you can do and continue doing during quarantine. So for our viewers, and we have, we have people we want to shout out, we have people who are watching in Kenya and Nepal this Ooh, morning. Oh, I love it. Right now. Uh, and all throughout the United States and the rest of the world as well. But if they wanted to be able to access Meet the Biz, yes. you, you've been doing some amazing interviews. And I know, 
you know, I'm uh, a gal of a certain age and I was freaking out the other day because I saw the interview that you did with Julie Newmar, um, who still looks stunning. And for those of you who don't know, because you're too young, um, she was Catwoman. When I was a little girl, she was Catwoman. So this woman, and she looks stunning. She is rocking that white hat. Come on. Um, but, you know, that's just one of the many interviews. Where can they go to see these, David? Well, they can go, and these are all for, for everybody to see on PASW TV, which is on YouTube. So, <laughs> and when you go there, subscribe to that. You'll see other classes as well that you could take. Now, if you really wanted to get into the Zoom classes, the live ones, then you, you could connect with, Performing Arts Studio West and see how you could work that out to see okay. how you can get a part of that um, uh, while we're in quarantine and, and afterwards as well. But right now you can see all these by going a lot of the interviews and we come out with five a week. I mean, I've done more in the last six months and it's probably to keep me sane in, <laughs> in this time by connecting with others like, like we're doing right at this moment. And yes. every day I get to talk to another friend of mine or of somebody who I haven't met before yet become friends with. Um, because again, it's such a, such a small world. I, I just, I always say it's a little blue marble that we're all on. So we yeah. just gotta keep working together. Well, and you are really good people. And um, I have to give a shout out to Joey Travolta because oh. he was the person who said to me, why have you never had David Zimmerman on your show? And I was like, I don't know. Why have I, I don't have David's, I don't, I was contacted. And he was like, stop it. You need to contact David Zimmerman. <laughs> and you immediately got back to me. And the more I have learned about you, I'm like, you know, you're amazing. I just want to say that. And, you know, there are some people, look, there's nothing wrong with doing just classes, right? But I got to say, you're also taking that and you're turning it into other things and you're putting your time and energy and money where your mouth is, as evidenced by some of the other projects that we're about to talk about. Let's talk about Honey Bunny. Tell the folks oh. at home what Honey Bunny is. Honey Bunny. Because it's so, it's so wonderful, David. It hurts my heart. It's so wonderful. Oh my God. It, uh, hopefully it heals the heart. Yes. <laughs> but I mean, in the best possible way, it's yeah. just one of those things. Oh, anyway. So uh, we're going to put up the poster from Honey Buddy, but talk about it for uh, us. Well, this, this it actually was a dream come true. Number one, I've known Blair Williamson and his amazing mother, uh, Gail, for oh, uh, probably about 25 years. And I was on the coach on the set with on many sets with Blair, and uh, you know through um, the Disability Film Challenge and Nick Novicki, he has, you know, we've we've at Performing Arts Studio West and Meet the Biz have always had the uh, hey, it's time for the um, a Disability Film Challenge. We had the meet and the greet every year. Well, they Nick kept on saying, let's do a film. When are you going to do a film? Finally, this year, when I heard it was documentary, I went, I'm going to do it this year. So I And this is the Easter Seals. Yes. Uh, tell them, because for our audience, they may not know about this film challenge. Tell the them just Easter a little bit. Easter Seals about. Disability Film Challenge. Incredible, incredible um, uh, event uh, every year that Nick Novicki created. And um, you have a weekend or a few more days. It depends what it is to create a five to six minute short. 
Um, and every year they give you a new assignment. And this year was documentary. And right, the, right before you start too, they say, okay, you have to be sure you have these things within this creation and go. You have 48 hours or 50, whatever hours it is. And then, um, and this year was amazing because they had, I think, 87 films. People wow. did 87 films. And let me tell you, I watched all 87 and they were all incredible all wow. incredible and i mean you could go online to the easter seals disability film challenge and see these and it was such a joy because auto automatically i thought okay i'm gonna do this i'm gonna i'm blair williamson that's the first person popped into my mind now i've i've been working on on footage for this other film that we're we've been doing for years but for some reason i thought no 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 i want to focus on blair and i knew that Blair and Susie has been, have been together for years. And I said, this is what I want to create in a six minute love fest, not just for them, but for all of us. Because I've noticed that when I watched this film and when I first, when we first created it, we have a wonderful director, Jaden Barriel. And, and he, what was so great about it is Gail said, let's, let's, you know, I want to introduce you to this amazing family because Jaden has some footage. I myself had some footage. So we collaborated, um, got to work with his mother uh, who co-produced it, his father who edited it. And then we had the amazing music of Chris Hendricks and Trevor Bumgarner. Um, and, and well, the I music know. was beautiful. Oh my God, Chris is amazing. He's somebody you should have on too. Amazing uh, creator. Um, but we all worked together and it was so effortless. We all did our jobs. I, you know, I was producing, we, we, we had the director and, you know, I, I wanted the vision to, my hope was that it was a film that, especially during the times that we're going through right now, people could turn it on. And this is what I did, especially the first and second week after. I'd turn it on every morning and it would take me away. I would be totally, with this beautiful love story that I can identify with, that something that I would love to have. Um, so that is, that's what I wanted to make a love story. And it's beautiful. Uh, tell our audience where they can go to see it, David. Well, they, you can go online at YouTube um, uh, and uh, you go to the Easter Seals Disability Film Challenge and you could look it up there and it's a, it's a five minute and so many second film and, and I think it'll wa warm your heart. And it's starting to, we're starting to submit to film festivals now, so cross fingers, you know. I, I, it's a beautiful film and it's very heartwarming and it's one of those things that, um, because it's just, what, six minutes long, it, everybody has time in their day to watch it and it is uplifting. It will, it will lighten your load for the day and remind you. There is something about um, these two wonderful individuals that you're looking at that they, and how they're prioritizing their relationship that's beautiful, that's absolutely beautiful. Uh, but I also like that you show that it's not always hearts and flowers and roses for at least a couple of seconds. Oh yeah. Um, you know, so that we see that they also face challenges within their relationship. I, I just think it's a really beautiful, it's good storytelling. And I mean that in the best possible compliment because uh, that's what I love is good storytelling. And it you. is. Yeah, it does, it definitely has levels to it, you know? Yeah. And 
you know, even like I used to collect soundtrack albums and my favorite ones are the ones that have so many different levels to it. Exactly. And I, and I, I noticed the music and I was like, this is amazing music. Um, so uh, good, great job, not just good job, great job. And I encourage everybody to go and check that out. I wanna now go look at the other films, but when, so I didn't know that Easter Sills did this every year. What time of year do they do this? Well, so, so our audience could be looking out for next year. Oh yeah, and everybody, anybody can join, you know, and, and create their own work. Um, it usually happens in March and this year it was pushed because of the, the uh -huh. pandemic and the quarantine, but they decided to do an in-house in kind of thing. Um, but check, go on, I think it's dis disabilitychallenge.com and you could but check I'll and they have all the films there as well as what you can do to jump in and, and be in part of the family next this next year. There you go. Uh, and we're running out of time, so I wanna make sure I get to everything. But you mentioned that you had another project that you'd been working on for a while. Um, talk to us a little bit about My Next Breath. <sighs> there you go. <laughs> I just, it's, it's a project that uh, that is, it's sort of like my baby. And mm -hmm. um, and I have been calling it that. It's, it, it is my extended family. We, we started it 11 years ago, I think it is, which is a good number, 11-11. Um, and it's still going. And, you know, for a while there, after three years, it was just sort of like floating in air. And I said, this has to be, you know, we have gold in there. We have amazing people, a part of it, Jerry Jewell, uh, you know, I'm, I can list the whole cast, but I can't, you know, Dan, Danny, Danny Murphy was in it. And, um, you know, I, I could, you, you'll have to check it, check out the, the trailer, but it's, it's a film about stories, the stories that we all have. And what do you want to do with your next breath? Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Oh, I was just going to say that, you know, um, some of these names may be unfamiliar to people, but We've, we've spent a lot of time on the show um, showcasing certain people who are um, individuals who may have an additional challenge, whether it's autism or other things, and they are artists, and they want to be in the art world, and that they, we are of the mindset here on Autism Live that will, of course, will, of course, and they have a right to be whatever they want to be, including in the arts, but a lot of times if you don't have an extra challenge, it's hard to be an artist in today's world. And when you do have extra challenges, there is a different load to carry that maybe I can't always understand. And so we have people on the show to talk about what the challenges were for them and how they over overcame them. And some of it is just, I think from what I hear is overcoming the preconceived notion of this idea of disability that oh. they can't do other things because of a disability. See, I don't even, uh, I, I, I see the person, I don't even think about the disability or quote the disability, we use that term, but I really see the talent that everybody has. And we have, I mean, you know, I mean, as we both know, and I've, I've seen your show and I didn't say this at the beginning, but I've seen your show many times. And when you called me up, I was like, of course, oh my God, I would love to be on her show, you know? And we had uh, on Meet the Biz the other day that we filmed, which is coming up in a week or two is Kobe Bird. Love oh, Kobe Bird. 
you can, uh, you're gonna enjoy, you're gonna love the interview. It's it's I know, fun. I will. It's fun. He's amazing. But I but I the reason why I said at the beginning we need to clone you, David, is because I do think that that is the way you operate. Is that you're not looking for that. You're looking at the individual. But I think that Jerry Jewell is a perfect example that for people who may not know her, I mean, the first time I was ever introduced to Jerry Jewell was when she was on The Facts of Life a million years ago. And she came on in, in you know, crutches and was a character on the show. And, and I remember going, what's happening? This is so incredible. I don't think this girl is acting being on the crutches. I think that this is the way she motors. And I was raised by a mom who uh, was on crutches. Mm. So for me, that was a moment in time. And then of course, Jerry went on to be a brilliant stand-up comedian, um, but, but I can't even imagine the challenges that she faced the first time she went to a casting call when people were like, I, I, you know, do you understand that you're here you know, to audition for something. Well, I think, I mean, she was like, I mean, as you know, she's just a powerhouse and my gosh, Norman Lear and Fern Field discovered her, put her on that show. And then she has, you know, done, I mean, she literally, talk about my next breath, she has breathed life into me to keep going. Um, and, and of course, Deadwood, she was on that for three years. I mean, she is a true and consummate artist and actress. Um, yes, and, and but, a, but a pioneer. I, I mean, that has to be said, exactly. a pioneer, because she made it possible for people to stop and go, why not? Why not? <laughs> exactly. Absolutely, why and not? Talk about, talk about a star. I mean, she is a star and you, you see, sometimes you see people on the star of the Walk of Fame and you go, who, who? But I mean, I mean, even I mean, talk about it. Who needs a star? But we won't get into that. But oh, I'll uh, petition for that. Uh, Absolutely. So you're focusing in my next breath on a lot of different actors who probably have a different story than a lot of what people have heard in life. But I think probably some of the most inspirational stuff there is. Oh uh, well, you know, it's inspirational in the and in the sense that we can identify with it the people yeah. watching it can say wow that reminds me of me or i've had a story like that you know bringing us all together saying you know we might have a little differences but we have different differences and similarities and that's what i love when i'm creating work and casting i love bringing in everyone i love i love working with with artist and talent and talent. But David, how do we make it so that everyone thinks like you do? I don't know. <laughs> I just, I'm, I, I, I just think about it. I just, I just do it. I just, I'm all about love. I can't, you know, all this, this, you know, this hatred or negative stuff that's going on in the world. I just, I'm like, what? Come on people. Look, you know, take a breath. Listen yeah. to the heart and look at the amazing beauty that's all around us. And I, I believe that that is what's going to save us all, is to really feel the heart of us all because we're all here together. Um, I really just see the positive. 
see the positive, I guess, and see the creative geniuses that we have right under our noses. And for those who are who have been afraid or who are afraid of differences, no, 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 no. It's just a little shift of the beauty of it all, the beauty of all of our differences and our similarities. Well, and I think for our audience who's watching, I think that there's a certain amount of it that we get, but um, if you wanna be able to see people who have already made that shift, that pivot and are doing, instead of talking about why can't we, who are already in the process of doing and have left that behind, um, you know, then I would suggest that you follow what David is doing. Mm. Um, we didn't really talk about, you, my next breath is not available the whole thing yet, but we can watch the trailer. Where do we go to do that? You could see the trailer on, in fact, if you go to my website too, you could see the links to Honey Bunny, to Meet the Biz, to My Next Breath. And there's a trailer on there um, for each of them. I mean, I don't know when My Next Breath is gonna come out. I'm just going with the flow on that one. You know, these documentaries sometimes I think take years, in fact, I think when Streisand did Yentl, it took, I don't know how many years to finally get up. So, you know, when it comes out, it comes, it it'll worth be it. the perfect breath. It was worth it. Um, we also should say before we go, because uh, you mentioned that you work with, so you truly are collaborative and you work with so many different uh, organizations. We mentioned Joey Travolta, Inclusion Films. Yes, you nice mentioned life. Born to Act. I'm yeah. trying to think, oh, Actors for Autism. Um, all these different organizations that you work with, but what you do, um, it doesn't pay for itself. And so you, uh, you for not my, the, the um, Meet the Biz has uh, a place where people can make donations to keep the work that you're doing going. Do you want to take just a second to talk about where they can find you? Yes, that? and thank you for that because I forget, you know, I just do my thing, um, but forget, oh yeah, I have to pay the the captioning or the interpreters or this or that. And we have a GoFundMe uh, that will really help us out. It's a, a www.gofundme slash inclusive biz, I-N-C-L-U-S-I-V-E-B-I-Z. So go to, <laughs> I think I spelled that right. So yeah, GoFundMe inclusive biz and just what whatever you can do and, and you, you're, you could see all the stuff that we do and it just, it keeps us going. And I gotta say, you know, I'm always putting this out to our, our listeners that I know sometimes you're in a place where you're like, well, I don't have any money to donate. Um, and, and you know, that isn't always the thing. Sometimes you could just share it on your social media because somebody you know has the money to donate to it. Or sometimes you go, I don't, I don't have $100 to give, but I have $10 to give. And the truth is that if everyone who watched this gave $10, then David would be able to continue doing these services for probably another year or two. Yeah. So um, it's, it's about doing what you can do. And I know that everybody can do something to keep this work going. Because here's the truth, you guys, if we don't help support people like David, who has been supporting our community for all this time, they, they won't continue because they can't. Um, you know, there's somebody who's watching this that it hasn't occurred to them that they could be doing things like David is. And maybe if they see, oh, look, that's a viable thing and the community supports that, then they will also support. I don't think that, I, I think that you did it because it was your passion, uh, uh, but let's make it more people's passion. 
Well, it, it's my passion and I love it. And, and it, for, I, for, when I first started the GoFundMe, I was like, oh, I don't, I don't want to do a GoFundMe. But then I'm so glad that I did because it got the message out there to what's going on. People said, I didn't know this was going on. And so it was great. And what was ni what's nice too is we do have the umbrella nonprofit of Performing Arts Studio West. So some people say, hey, I want to donate a little more. Is there a nonprofit we could go through? So we, we have that as well, which is so nice. Wonderful. So let's, uh, if they go to your website, is that the hub where they can find everything? Yes, the www.davidszimmerman.com. And what does the S stand for, David? Sexy. <laughs> I know it's such a thing. <laughs> it's such a thing in Hollywood I, uh, that people have the middle initial. Is it because somebody else had already in SAG had already taken David Zimmerman? Well, no, SAG. I have David Zimmerman, but there are a lot. There are a lot of David Zimmermans out there, and my mom kept on saying, "Why not use your middle name?" And I actually have two middle names: uh, David Shea Samuel Zimmerman, one from so each grandfather. Two so, S's. Two S's, but uh, you know, I you know uh, the S S. You know, I'd rather do David S stands for both, you know, everything. So, well, uh, we love it. We absolutely. So David S Zimmerman.com uh, go there to find all the things. If nothing else, you must go there today and watch honey buddy. And when it makes you feel better, go over and donate $5 or more over to the GoFundMe. Um, so that David can continue doing what he's doing. And so when will the Kobe bird interview be out? You know, it, it uh, either next week or the following week. Um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure yet. I, I'm actually two weeks ahead because I, when I first started all these interviews, I just like did maybe one or two a day. And then I finally went, oh, I have to like take Rest, a break. <laughs> eat, sleep, yes, uh, all of those things. Well, you know, it's, it's one of those funny things in life when, uh, you know, I was on the phone with Joey Travolta and he said, oh, you know, you've got to have him on the show. And I said, yes. And so we friended each other on Facebook and, uh, and you said your new favorite show on Netflix is Lock and Key. And I went, well, David, have you interviewed Kobe Bird? And you were like, well, I'm interviewing him tomorrow. And I went, okay, something's happening here. There's something, there's a convergence of something because um, Kobe is is one of our family. Like I'm, Kobe's mom is one of my best friends. She's oh, my best friend. I tell you there, that whole family is just gorgeous and what a joy oh. it is to connect with them. And, and Kobe is so talented and- Oh, he's uh, a light. And Joey, again, I just have to say, Joey is a blessing too. And, and, and I have an interview with Joey and you could hear more about it, but we are heart brothers. Tell us why. I already know why, but tell us why. We are heart brothers because we both both had a heart attack on the same day. I know it's like not wood. It's like sometimes I am I still here. But um, anyway, that's the short version of it. But I mean, not the same day, like years apart. The same, probably the same time. Who knows? But, I was I was just gonna say, have you figured out what time it was? Like, was there some something happening? Were you both watching something on the news? Because that'll do it to you. <laughs> no, I woke up and I felt pressure, and I was like, going, this is not acid reflux." Um, oh, and then late the next day, I think I somebody texted me when I was in the hospital and said, "Did you hear Joey had one?" I went, "What?" So it was, it's amazing how, you know, we all 
we're all connected. Like you said, the convergence is happening. And I really think there is a strong convergence in the world. Um, and that's not this foo foo foo. You know, I think it's true. I think the energy of love, you could see what hate does and you could see what love does. So, hey, you know, get, get the stuff that makes the trees grow and the flowers and yes. Let's take that breath. That. Let's choose that. Well, I honestly would like to clone you. And I'm so glad uh, that, uh, you know, that now the convergence has happened. And so you've been on the show and now you're, we're friends for life. I know you may choose otherwise, but that's too bad. Oh, no. and, I should, and you're going to be on my show soon, aren't you? I, I have nothing to add to that. Oh. But uh, I'm always willing, but I have nothing to add to that. But, um, you know, so and so excited to see your interview with Kobe because we absolutely adore him and we love uh, Lock and Key too. And if any of you have not watched Lock and Key, I don't know what you've been doing in this COVID madness because it's there and it's available to you. And it's so and it's, fun. And they have started, um, I think this week they start season two um, that they're filming. So that's a very good thing because if you've watched it, you know, I'm not giving anything away, but you're going to want to see season two. And I won't give anything away about our uh, interview too, because there's a little surprise here and there too. So. <laughs> Is there? Well, I can't wait to tune in to see because we absolutely adore him and his whole family. Um, so wonderful. But people should be checking out your other interviews. Check out the Julie Newmar that I was talking about. Check out the interview with Joey Travolta. How about Jerry Elaine Jules. Hall? Jerry Jewell, see Happy what's Buckley. happening with her. I mean, come on. Uh, and I, I want to come to class with Lainey Kazan. Stop it. Oh like, my are God. you kidding me? I adore her. Oh, she's amazing. Did you see her interviews yet? I did not watch that yet. That would have, I wouldn't even have been able to talk to you. I would have been, <laughs> I, I, I would have plots. I adore her. Yes. I absolutely adore her. Uh, and if you don't know who Lainey Kazan is, you do. You just don't realize that that's who she is. But she, uh, you know, um, probably the thing that people would most know her for is my Greek wedding. She's the mom. And she is so freaking funny in that. She she's puts amazing. me out. I can't, oh, I can't even. She has uh, such a history. And... Yeah, she's just, but, but has done so many things and is one of the funniest actresses that there is. I'm a huge, huge fan of hers. All right. I promised that I was going to let you go before this and then I kept you too long. That's okay. Happened. I've enjoyed it. I've enjoyed it too. Thank you so much. So go, everyone go right now, davidszimmerman.com. Make sure that you watch Honey Bunny and then support what this gentleman is doing because it is, it is what we need more of in our community. It's what we need more of on our planet. Thank you, David. And everybody go check out Meet the Biz. Uh, thank you, Shannon. I, uh, we adore you already. So um, to you as well. Have a, have a great day. I'm going to close out the show, but you, you, you are free to go. You are excused from class. <laughs> Thank you. See you later. <laughs> All right. I just want to take a second to say to you guys that tomorrow is 9-11 and we are going to do a very special salute to caregivers, uh, or people who are first responders and who have kiddos on the autism spectrum. And, um, you know, we feel that that's a very important day to commemorate in a way that is productive for our community. And that's what Nancy and I, we've been, we've taken a month off of doing Let's Talk Autism with Shannon and Nancy, but Nancy and I are back tomorrow and that is what we will be doing tomorrow. So we hope that you will be here with us. 
um, to take a moment and talk about some of the positives about our first responders and some of the first responders who are doing double duty. They're um, you know, working to keep people safe, but they also have kiddos at home um, that they're dealing with some of the challenges that some of you might be dealing with. So all of that tomorrow. Until then, please give your kiddos a hug for me and one for you too. Bye-bye for now.